Hey, welcome back to the Blue Collar Off-Road Podcast, episode 77. I'm Graham, I'm here with Richie, Cody, and Luke. Richie, you got the, I actually named everybody, and Richie, you got the, <laughs> the first name, um, so we don't oh. have, yeah, we, we don't have a, I don't know why I picked you first. Uh, I don't know, but I feel special. Yeah, so I guess <laughs> we'll, we'll put you in the hot seat first, but anyways, we don't have a guest this week, um, but we have had a ton going on, sort of behind the scenes over the past few Months, weeks, weeks months. I don't know. It it all blends together. But uh, I figure we'll probably just give a status update. I know I've got a bunch of shit to share about how my shit's going as we prep for that Tennessee trip. Richie, mm-hmm. I know you were saying you had a bunch of stuff you wanted to talk about. Um, Cody's Jeep actually moved, I think. Um, yeah, it did officially and finally. Good yeah, job. So, so if you only wanted to join for the first minute to see what everybody's up to, there you go. Uh, you can leave now. Um, Adios. <laughs> so yeah, Richie. Since I said you first, what's going on with your Jeep? So, uh, if everyone, including the viewers, listeners, whatever, uh, listen, uh, fuck. Um, <laughs> don't don't beat yourself up. It's fine. <laughs> from a couple of episodes ago, I had mentioned about how my Jeep still was not uh, running correctly. It was, you know, doing the stupid thing with the uh, RPMs going all over the place. Mm -hmm. And I finally got that situation solved. And it was was. mass airflow sensor. Oh, yeah, we did talk about I think we talked about this. We didn't talk about it on a podcast, though. That's a that's a weird one. (laughs) I've never seen that, but I haven't worked on. Uh, a ton of Cherokees over the years. Well, I ended one of those things where it's not something I would suspect off the bat, but on the other hand, if it went bad and it's not telling the engine that it's putting XYZ amount of airflow into it, I guess I could see it trying to go all over the place hunting for it. So, well, my my whole thing is I would I ended up changing out the uh what is it? The idle air control valve, the throttle positioning sensor, and the mass airflow sensor out all at the same time from a few different uh, throttle bodies that I've gotten from places. You know, they're all, they're all used to sensors, and I've swapped the idle air control valve and the throttle positioning sensor a few times already. And it, it would change the way the Jeep would run, but it wouldn't solve the issue. So the only thing different I did was the mass airflow sensor. So yippee. But when I changed it, it started an idling at like 1800 RPMs. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> only to figure out I'm an idiot. And when I, I undid all the vacuum lines in the area because I have stupid hands and needed the space. I didn't put a single vacuum line back in. Well, that's so, what Richie. Fuck you. I said it was a vacuum issue. Wow. <laughs> it wasn't a vacuum issue because I unplugged the vacuum lines to change out the sensors and I never plugged them back in. All right. I'll take it this time. It idles great. I even took the Jeep up into the woods a couple times, you know, just to run it through a few paces because I haven't driven the thing in fucking nine, ten months. I got some work cut out for me. 
<laughs> oh boy, I, I feel the same way hopping back into my Jeep for the first time in a long time. Yeah, it's like every every single U joint on the fan has to get changed. It, well, that, that's that's the way it sounds, you know. You probably oh, need fronts because it needed fronts when it was getting parked. Yeah. Um. And the the transfer case it really does not stand for uh, low anymore. I have to hold the lever into position, which I didn't really have to do before. So it's a little off-putting. It might be from sitting for so long. I don't know. I've got but, the Boost Works linkage, but I would consider the Azzy Design Works linkage as well. I like the Azzy Design Works linkage a little bit better. Uh, it slips on, so it's easier. You don't have to pull the whole uh, shifter out of the Jeep, but that sounds like a linkage problem. Yeah, I, I figure it's just something's out of adjustment now, but at the same time, I was going to be putting the uh, the T case in that has the slip yoke eliminator. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm going to be getting ready to redo all my floors and whatnot. So Ooh. I have because yeah. yeah, I don't really want to fall through the Jeep this year. Lame. And this is why you're asking me about that carpet. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, why. I, I, I'll, I'll, I'll sort of reiterate what was what was what was said to me. He asked me if I if he should take the carpet out and leave it out. I mean, obviously, because it's a wheeling rig, it's nasty. And my personal opinion, having had no carpet for a while, is if you can keep it, I'd keep it. Take it out, clean it up. You know, if you gotta change your floor up, I'd I'd still put it back in. I wish I had mine just so I didn't have to deal with the heat, right? The, the heat insulation is on that is insane. aggressive. It is aggressive for sure. Um, and um, you really start to love your floor mats if you pull your carpet out. Yeah. So personally, I would say either a replace it. Buckley found some. I think it's like 150 bucks or whatever for some replacement ones. They're not perfect, so you do have to cut them a little bit, but it does make it look pretty. You can get the dyno matting that just sticks right on. The dyno matting is kind of a mess, though, unless you're, I don't know. I don't like that right underneath my feet just because uh, it's really slippery and it <laughs> it doesn't, um, you know, it's I think just... he was saying to put under the carpet. carpet. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah, just to help that. And honestly, it's huge. I would definitely, definitely suggest putting the carpet back in. So, and well, not I'll, having, I'll, I'll, I'll go through the effort to actually like clean it and everything because I, I unfortunately found a couple items that were left in the jeep that should not have been left in the jeep. And dear God, oh no! See, that's how I felt when I spilled diff fluid all over the back of my jeep. Oh, I'm talking food. Yeah. Food I'd, I think I think diff I'd take I'd take the food over diff fluid. You get rid of the food. I'll take gone. the diff fluid over rotten food. Yeah, but guess what? You get rid of the rotten food, it's it's gone. The smell's gone. Diff fluid seeps in to every ounce of everything, and now my Jeep just smells like a rolling can of diff fluid. It's uh, like a machine shop, so normal to me. Also, <laughs> with the food came mice. Oh. Uh, yeah, that does the, make sense. Though the shit out of that thing, then. Oh yeah, that th that was my main issue with the carpet. And it's like, well, I could go through the whole effort of 
cleaning it and getting rid of all the nasty or just put it in the dumpster. I'd keep it. Well, I mean, for 150 bucks, I'd be tempted to just buy new carpet at that point and throw out I, all of the nasty. I did not know that uh, that was an option. So mm -hmm. that's the route I'm going to go. Yeah, it's a really good option. Honestly, it's better than nasty old carpet, too. And it's all matted down. It just looks bad. You put that new carpet in, it'll change the whole entire look of the interior of the Jeep. Yeah. Especially after you redo the It'll floors. be great at car shows in the parking lot. Oh, yeah. You'll just be able to... People will open the door and be like, Damn, this is a nice oh, Jeep. Look at that carpet. Wednesday nights here, there's a car show, so I should probably actually put some gas in my Jeep for the memes. You're going to a car show with your shitbox? Yeah, it's a Jeep meet car show oh, thing. that'd be cool. It would be quite a lot of fun, especially because, like, uh... Well, they don't have a lot of New England built ship boxes around here. There's a lot of JKs. Like, a lot of JKs. Um, oh. Sorry for running you over, Richie. Carry on. Well, I was just going to say, and Cody might not like me as much after I say this here, but the grabbers suck this time of the year. <laughs> Uh well, if you had tread on them, they and would if they be okay. weren't fourteen years old, <laughs> I think it would they're change. not fourteen years old. They're only well, well. We just looked at a picture of them on my Jeep three years ago. Oh shit! I was gonna say they're three years old, but if you only had them at three years ago, then they weren't on my Jeep till at least four or five. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Well, it's can be done from perspective. I'm oh, sorry. No, I was just going to say, it's, everything is so fucking wet up there still that the the only spot I had traction was if I was actually already on a rock. Like, it was terrible. Yeah, I, they don't do amazing in slop. Yes, they do. They do great. The problem is, is you guys just have... Five trust years, me, apparently. Just put it in perspective of this. Mine have sat flat on the rim outside of my house for the past three months. There is no crease. There is no, like, I, I was expecting, like, a, an edge onto it. Nothing. So just get newer ones, and I promise you, it'll change that whole view of that. I promise. Oh, yeah, no, it's it's 110% just I don't have enough tread depth anymore. Yeah. Because when, when I first had the grabbers, they actually had tread, and mm -hmm. they were just fine. I was just trying to make fun of you, Cody. That's all. No, I'm sorry. I know. No, 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 no. It's okay. I just, I, I just don't want to. Like, I agree with you that they do kind of suck every once in a while, and when they don't have tread, obviously they're gonna suck as well. But then again, IROX are pretty good when they don't have tread, or you know, you have your thirty nine reds that do pretty good without tread. So it's, I don't know. Yeah, well, that's it's, a uh, red. But still, I'm saying in the perspective of just like a tire going to shit just because of tread. That's all. That's all. That's okay. All. Okay. Yeah. All right. But, uh, yeah. Okay. Moving on. I don't remember exactly what I was going to say, but I'm happy to hear that your Jeep's running, Richie. I'm happy that it's working and going and doing things and it's exciting. Just, yeah. Just in time for things to ramp up here. Yeah. Well, I'm, fuck, I'm even registering it in a week or two. It wasn't registered. No, the registration lapse. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. So, 
the emissions were due on the Jeep and I couldn't put it through emissions because it wasn't running right. Yeah. And so because I didn't get the emissions done when the registration came up, I couldn't re-register it without doing the emissions. So yeah, it hasn't been registered since September-ish last year. Wow. That's pretty wild. So now that everything worked without... Sorry? It's kind of wild you can't get it registered without emissions in Connecticut. I don't know. I thought mass yeah. was bad, but, you know. Well, I'm yeah. Pretty, yeah. I'm, I'm loving my $28 registration and no emissions. I'm, right, I'm yeah. pretty sure right now and then go through emissions, but the problem was I couldn't get the registration renewed without going through emissions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically the way it works from what I remember in Connecticut is you can register on a failed emissions, but you have a failed emissions and you have one month to go back and pass yeah. the emissions. Otherwise you're no bueno. And then you like, it gets kind of weird because they will let you, or your registration will say that it's not expired, but your emissions is past due. And depending on what cop you get, you know, stuff and things. Um, some shops are cool. Some shops aren't. It's it's a pain in the ass. Um, yeah, it sounds horrible. I just register mine and never get a sticker and it's fine. Yep. Same. Uh, for now. No, it's fine. They, it's fine. I, they've never given nobody's ever given me shit. And like, oh, I haven't got a rolling billboard for hey, I'm this thing. <laughs> you could pull me over for like six different things. I've never <laughs> had an issue. I don't know. Yeah, but when you talk to a cop and you say, "Hey, man, I have touched every bolt on this vehicle. There's literally nothing I have not touched or replaced." Like. They start to understand, okay, well, you know, it may look like shit, but at least this guy, you know, has done the due diligence. Yeah, I don't work. know if that really justifies you getting out of a, you know, a, a ticket like that. But, you know, that's sort of the what I'm thinking is, you know, if it can go 80 down the highway and look like it does, then it's probably fine. <laughs> so. You say that, but I'm sure there's people running around... And they're cavalier that hasn't had good suspension on it since the day it rolled off the showroom floor that should not be going down the highway, but they oh, still yeah, do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. You guys are in for a treat when you get down here. You're going to see 1500s pulling gooseneck campers. It's great. It's amazing. Can't wait. That's uh, and I'm not talking like a newer 1500. I'm talking like Granddaddy's 92 with the 4.3 in it. On yeah, oh, I, mean, just, I don't see any problem with that. That sounds like a very uh, <laughs> that seems like a reasonable thing to do. Um, <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I would fucking do it, but it's so terrifying. <laughs> I wouldn't oh, do shit. it. But um, so Cody, yes. I know you did a bunch of stuff to your Jeep to actually get it mobile. We covered that it moved. What'd you end up doing? And what so, are you currently working on? I haven't done a bunch of stuff, but I have. It's kind of being split between the two vehicles, mine and Caitlin, right now. Um, hers has been sadly neglected for the past. Not neglected. Hers has just been pushed off. Pretty much like every time she comes to me with a problem, 
it's like, eh, it's not that big of a deal. Eh, it's not that big of a deal. Eh, we'll figure it out later. So I was going to work on mine. All mine needed was the alternator and belt. Still squealing, but these guys kind of gave me a good direction to go with that. So hopefully it shouldn't be squealing anymore. You just tighten um, more. But still, still on the, in the process of getting parts and all that. I mean, Graham has the box. I got my fucking WJ pump finally for like $110, thank God, because I wasn't want to spend the actual 100 and I think it was like 175 anywhere else I went, so fuck that. And they wanted a core. One of the places, I think I went to like Napa, and they wanted a fucking core for the pump. Weirdest shit ever, but whatever. So or I finally... hand them a stock Jeep pump, like off of a 4 liter, and you're like, here. Yeah, but like, they look totally fucking different, to be fair. Yeah, like, they don't know the... that. Yeah, that's true. I mean, they don't look totally different, they're, but like, if they, you put the two side the by side, there is, is the a difference. same. The tank is slightly different, and the actual pump, I think, is slightly different. But other than that, they're exactly the same. Yeah, the the reservoir is definitely a weird off cambered shape compared to the uh, the normal Cherokee one, which I had to like double check it, and I'm like looking at the mounting style, and I'm like, no, this should fucking work. All right, yeah. but um. But yeah, uh, Caitlin's Jeep get, is getting the full fucking rundown, new knuckles, pitman arm, steering, ball joints, U-joints. Yeah, it because, okay, knuckles? so let me get, let, I'll dive into hers a little bit. So Caitlin bought Steinjager steering, the ones that are bent to clear for the, uh, for the sway bars. She also got their track bar, adjustable track bar. That thing fucking sucks cannot tighten it up it'll break a weld and it'll still bind up and because of it being loose and her not really mentioning it it's starting to walk those threads a little bit and it's becoming a problem we are just gonna weld this stupid what would you even call that is it adjuster it's it's not an adjuster because the pictures there's no words to describe what this thing looks like without just looking up a picture of the thing uh so the end of the uh, design ever the end it's of the a, tube. Hold on. I can describe it if you'd okay. like. Go for it's it. It's a male thread and a female thread in the opposite direction, and it is the world's worst fucking design. Yes. That that's a good me. answer for I, it. But I, pretty I, much, it looks like your standard style tube with a bung for a heim, and then it's a male thread coming out to a like female adapter, and then the heim goes into that. It's a fucked up design. I don't know why they wouldn't just extend the fucking tube oh, and then so give you a heim. It's, it's like, like it having doesn't... you have a threaded end on the on the track bar end. There's a big ass collar that's threaded on both ends, uh, and then the heim big goes ass into that. Is kind of a uh, subjective it's term small. here. It's okay. small. It's fucking sketchy. Either way, I fucking hate it. I hate the track bar so much, and when I find a better replacement for it after doing what we're gonna do, I'm just gonna fucking replace it because. The problem is, is that we drilled out her stock track bar mount to accommodate for the Heim, which isn't horrible, but still. And then I drilled out the lower ball or no, I, I don't even know if, I, no, I did. I drilled it out to a half inch. So that way it was a bigger bolt because that's what I believe the lower was, or I just did it. And because I, I don't fuck with, I think they're what, like three eighths stock or something. They're tiny. 10 millimeter factory in the half inch is really common. Yeah. So like. If you get a new style, you're probably just going to have to drill out the next one to a half inch, which isn't that big of a deal. No. It's not bad. I think that's the route, but for now, we're just going to weld the living piss out of it and pretty much make it so that way 
It's just a heim joint going into the bung, quote unquote. But this fucking steering has been an absolute fucking problem since the day she bought it. Because of the bend, there's a lot of transitional movement as you are turning the wheel. Like the actual steering rods, I guess you could call them because they're not really tie rods, but the connecting arms for the steering literally rotate up and down depending on how, if you're changing the wheel. And it sucks. There's no road feel, no road feel, pardon me. And it's horrible. So we're replacing it with a, I'd say stock-ish style steering. It's, you know, the uh, under the knuckle with the Y-Link, I guess you could call it. Um, and yeah, so we're doing doing ball joints, doing knuckles, doing pitman arm. We're doing, I'm doing U-joints. I'm doing calipers, pads, rotors, just fucking finishing the front end and getting it so that way she can just drive it because she's had steering problems with that stupid jeep since the day she bought it it had really shitty steering from when she bought it she drove around the way it was and i was like ah get this steering it'll be great no that steering sucked and i'm the biggest asshole ever since the day she bought that so <laughs> jesus yep yeah, that's stupid it's a pain i mean we could have just done like a hydro or something on it and it probably would have worked better but Fuck it, I'm over it. We can that steering set. All right, two things I want to hit real quick. That steering setup sucks. The bends in the drag link are the problem. Uh, the bends in the tie rod really don't matter that much. But what kind of a fucking asshole puts right hand threads on every single thread? Yep. Yep. Um. Uh, yep. <laughs> she also doesn't need hydro i don't think and i don't think that that would have been that good of idea an idea considering it had five ace threads we were using uh and they put these dinky little jam nuts on there that take a seven ace wrench so it's like you've got an eighth of an inch with a flat on it what the hell is this you can't call this a fucking jam nut <laughs> a seven sixteenths uh, jam nut no, seven ace. Okay, okay. I was like, what the fuck? No, <laughs> That's that'd be that would work. <laughs> Holy shit. Um, that would be Oh my god. And like it's a really well designed kit that all the corners were cut on and there was not like good idea. World's worst follow through. Yeah. If it was just a st if we didn't get the bent ones, it would have been manageable, I would say. Well, I feel yeah. like they made the compromise to try and allow the adjustability, uh, you know, try yeah, to allow like, for adjustability and it ends up causing problems. Um, yeah, I, I and like, put it. I don't know. I feel like TJs are their own can of worms and I can't wait till uh, next episode to talk about that. But yeah, um, I don't know. It just, it's... I think when you're dealing with design. steering on like a 30, I haven't dealt with a ton of different setups, but based on, you know, your complaints with the Steinjaeger stuff and then uh, the issues I had with my JCR stuff, which I don't, you haven't had issues with it, right, Cody? You have that still, right? So, yeah, I still have it. I wouldn't call it issues because I can't tell if it's my caster or if it just needs an alignment. I never actually got it aligned. It's very twitchy. Like as you're going down the road, it like it's not, actually it's not even twitchy. It'll like stay turning that direction. So That's like if I turn caster, yeah, but like I don't know. My caster's at six degrees, so 
Oh, uh, yours is at six. Oh yeah, you're ne- right. Or negative at six, six. Pardon me. It's at negative six. Yeah. So, no. Whatever. Six degrees. Um. So like it has it has problems self centering, which could be a few different things. Uh. But yeah. Well. So, Cody, just to put in perspective, you six degrees of caster is the max you can kind of get away with on a thirty because of the pinion angle. Mm-hmm. It's not ideal. I'm running nine and a half. So gotcha. there's an extra three degrees. So they're going to be a little bit twitchy, but you might have a slight toe out condition going on. And if you have a slight toe out going on, that'll cause twitchiness as well. No, it's not even twitchy. It just stays. Like if I turn right and let go of the wheel, it stays that direction. It just goes. So it, it just doesn't return to center. Correct. It has bad problem returning to center. Yes. So yeah. Try and put an extra degree of caster in there and see if your pinion doesn't start screaming at you. Oh, boy. All righty. That's the plan we're going for. (laughs) Um, Extend that upper link. Call it a day. No. Other way. Other way. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Call it back. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's the plan. I don't want to go too crazy with it, but I think I'm going to have to. Well, at least, I mean, when I was using that, I had issues with the, the fucking tie rod ends just dying on me i could not keep the tie rod ends from from not working out i've had no problems with i had nothing but issues with the track bar configuration on my 32 it was just a pain in the ass Uh, so it's funny sorry god sorry just like i i feel like every time i got it good i'd go out wheel it and then i'd come back and it would be fucked like every (laughs) fucking time and then I'd like I'd I'd literally like we'd we'd go to Brookridge or something. Oh, it'd be good. And then I'd be driving out on that road out, and it's only like a twenty thirty mile an hour road. And I'd have like I'd have death wobble, <laughs> going twenty miles a fucking hour. It was just stupid oh. shit. And as soon as that happened, it would blow out all the tie rod ends, and then I'd have to replace everything. And it was uh, I just hated it. Um, it's funny you mentioned that you hated the tie rod ends because I was literally just talking with my parts guy when I went there. Mind you, buying Jeep parts is just fucking stupid expensive now. What I would have probably spent like $200 on is now about $400. It's bullshit. But anyways, uh, <laughs> he was talking. I was like, hey, no, I kind of like drive work stuff. And he looked at me. He goes, you were the first person to ever fucking say that you like drive work stuff. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I've had I've had the tie rod ends on my like my steering for fuck over a year and a half now and had no problems i'm like well i maybe have put 200 miles on them but still like i still love them and i beat the shit off the like beat the shit out of rocks with them and he was like yeah no you're the only person i've ever heard say that <laughs> so i don't know it might have yeah. been it might just been your track bar setup causing you to have death wobble which then was just absolutely destroying them to be honest with you yeah, yeah you did have that rough country track bar which the, by the way that mount still lives on oh really yeah, you still have that Jeep? thing. Mine. Well, that so that end wasn't a uh, uh, the problem. It was my axle end. And yeah. There was just I, I had done weld washers. I had done all sorts of stuff. I replaced the factory rubber bushing that would flex and would wear out on me with a poly bushing that I mean it should not have been replaced with that poly bushing, but I made it fit. I got a poly bushing that was slightly larger, cut it down, jammed it in with the press, and uh, threw the sleeve through it, got it all working. Uh, just And then it just fucked up the axle side more. It just walled the hole out. Because I couldn't get to that inner hole to fix it, so all I could do was clamp it really hard and weld washer that other end. So it would still walk. And it was, yeah, I don't know. Wow. That's Best bad. thing I ever 
Best thing I ever did was uh was just go to Himes and not let it move because the bushing that allows it to move just I don't know. Maybe it's just me being uh really particular about it, but I've never had an issue with the Himes in a solid quarter inch bracket. I uh yeah, I'm still rocking your track bar mount though. I cut that thing off like the old rough country one like the extensions for the double shear section of it mm -hmm. i welded the barns mount onto that as part of the base and then i had plated the frame rail a little bit and then i welded that mount into the frame and now i've got like that tube that runs all the way up to the steering box with the quarter inch plate over it to help try and keep it together yep and it's holding up I don't know. I got one run on <laughs> it. was just welded in. I wheeled it the entire time I was on tons with just that mount with the uh, little bit of frame plating and fully welding it in. But then I cracked the frame rail. Yeah. Oh, baby. <laughs> um, so... I've got a bunch of stuff that I can cover, but I really want to hear what Graham's been up to first, because my stuff's a lot of miscellaneous. Yeah, well, I mean, I've just got a lot of stuff going on with mine across the board. The axle is like 95% done. It needs bump stop pads, and it needs paint. Oh, I'm sorry, I need to put the hydro assist uh, tabs on as well. I'm probably just going to cut those and drill them when I figure out where it needs to go. Um, and then the axle will be done. It sits under the Jeep now with two out of the three links on it. Um, when we're done here, depending on the time, I'm probably going to go over and uh, either do put the rest of the links on and start mocking up the coilovers on the body side, or I'm going to do wiring because i got to put the battery in the back because I don't have enough space in the front. So, it's going to be one of those things. But I've been... I've been slamming away on that thing. I did the gear set. And I think I did a pretty good... I got a great pattern out of that thing for... You know, how quickly it went together. I did that in... Maybe... Six hours. And then I, you know... Left, slept on it, came back, looked at it. It was still good. Uh, did the finish work, like swapped the uh pulled the pinion and everything all apart again uh threw the seals in gave it a little bit of lube on all the bearings because it's going to sit for a little bit without fluid slapped it all back together and i'm happy with that if it blows up i don't know what i'm doing wrong we were talking about that uh before the podcast even um uh, i don't know it, hopefully i have enough time to break that in semi-proper before uh tennessee but if not I'll, I'll, we'll see how she does. The original 50 gear set had no issue. I don't think I did anything to that. It just it just went into wheeling, and then I was fine. I'm not sure how you're supposed to break in a front gear set. Uh, there's been some talks. And when some of the... I did mine, I just pulled the front drive shaft and left the hub locked. One hmm. hub unlocked. No, but see, I've read that that's actually... I don't know if it's... If you want heat cycles, and that's all you're looking for in a gear set, or if what you're looking for is um, pressure from the drive line to it, 
you know, to, to start setting the pattern, right? Because if you're running the thing with the rear drive shaft or the front drive shaft disengaged with the hubs locked, you're pushing on the wrong side. So if you're only going for the heat cycles, then yeah, that would work. But if you're actually looking for it to be breaking in the right side of the gear set, that's not going to do anything because you're just pushing it with the ring gear, pushing the pinion. Mm-hmm. So it's oh, you're pushing on the coast right. side. Down and four with the hubs unlocked. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's sort of what I'm thinking. But at the same time, I've seen people say that's that's stupid and not the way to do it either. So I guess the really what I'm trying to figure out is whether it's heat cycles that matter or if it's uh, you know that um, you know the tooth contact on the correct side that matters to get the to break in the pattern. I don't know. If anybody who's smarter than me knows uh, a proper way to break in a front gear set, I'm all ears. I'm curious to see what the yeah. proper way to do that the, is. The way that I think you should break in a gear set is kind of like a two-stroke. Right as you get into it, just balls to the walls, give it all that you have, and then if it breaks, wall is going to break anyways. If it works, you're fucking good to go. I guess. I mean, yeah. That, you do that's... the line lock, so you could just set it up oh, and yeah. front dig burn out it. <laughs> Give it to her, buddy. Give it to her. I would love, absolutely love to see that thing grenade itself, and then you're just like, well, back to the drawing board, guys. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like to survive a, like for one trip, one full trip this time, not half a trip or a quarter of a trip or whatever the fuck it was. Um <laughs> Uh, you're asking for a lot i know i know i really am uh and we'll see how that spool does i don't spools kind of get a weird they get a weird rep in um front ends in in no in just in in off-roading i don't know if they do in in other motorsports but they're, they're i guess they're they're bad about deflecting and it makes sense when you think about it because a spool is a tube in the middle it's not like a full case has has metal that's reinforcing next to the ring gear right yeah so yep. when you don't have anything on those edges the ring gear can deflect a lot more i mean i you can just look at that and see that that's how it, you know that would mm-hmm. how that would happen um so, so this I don't is know. something that you could ask uh you could ask ryan about because ryan has been running a spool in his 60 for the longest time i mean since we've known him so something to consider there Mm, yeah, we'll have to see. I don't think it'll be a problem. It's from what I understand, it it seems like you just have to account for that um, when you're doing the setup, which I tried to the best of my ability to do. It's a little bit biased towards the uh, the inside. I think that's the heel of the tooth. So I mean, it should be fine. Um, it's as good as I can get it, if it's going to deflect outside of the point and rip the teeth off, I don't know. It, it, it's, be it, it'll be fine. I, I 100% am overthinking it because I've had too many gear sets uh, in that axle in that Jeep bite me in the ass. But um, You had two. Well, Total. one of them wasn't really even the gear set. The gear set actually still looked mint, but that second one fucked me, and I don't like that. Um, but that, I yeah. don't know, there were a lot of factors in there that I caused that some of it being me some of it being a cheap shitty gear set well we'll we'll see i just yeah i would prefer to not have that happen again um but anyways 
Axel is basically done. Um, track bar and, and I've, I'm excited about this. My track bar and my drag link should be nearly, if not exactly, the same length based on where I've measured where I expect my frame side track bar mount to sit versus the pitman arm centered and the knuckle versus the, the track bar mount on the axle where those sit. I think it's about nine inches difference on both. So I should be dead set on for a, you know, a, a good track bar setup, uh, which is, uh, it made packaging, exciting. it made track bar or made packaging on that side a little tough, but, um, then, I mean, I say that, but then I, you know, right after I put that all together, now I notice all these, um, you know, Chevy Dana 60 axles with the pumpkin on that passenger side. They've got the track bar and the link mount and the coilover all jammed in there. I'm like, okay, well, I guess, you know, that's, it's really not uncommon to have the configuration like that. Um, but interesting how I didn't really notice that until, and specifically on those axles, I never really even thought about that. Because we mostly deal with the driver's side drop because of the, you know, just the transfer case configurations we run. But, mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of a cool, uh, I don't know if it's cool, it's a pain in the ass to deal with, I'm sure. But at least on the driver's side, we have it easier because all that shit that has to be on the passenger side, yeah, you can just put it wherever. So I feel like the passenger side drop kind of makes you, like, you're not lazy, you can't be lazy because you have to fit all that shit in there. So there's a lot more packaging work involved with that. So and imagine where would you put a bump stop off the knuckle and just like put like a like a reacher arm out like what what would you do? Uh, well, so you kind of have two options, I think. On. What was that, Richie? Put a pillow on top of the diff. Oh fucking! <laughs> <laughs> no, I see a lot. Um, you can either put a a pad right above the lower control arm mount. Uh huh. Um. Or you could do to the control arm itself. I think there's you have some options. It's not a. So this is where ORIs at least hold a little bit of value in a situation of you don't need to bother with bump stops. Uh, I don't know. Meh. Should you? Just saying. Still, like I think you don't you need should. to with coilovers either. If you you I mean I guess you kind of do, but you uh, no you, you don't have do. it would just squash. Yeah. True. Um. You would hope that so, your tires would be your bump at that point. So that was the point that I was just about or about to make, though. With those, like, yeah, it'll work, but your tire might need a different bump than what the shock is going to give you. Yeah, I guess you're right. Yeah, if your tire can't clear all the way into your fender, you need to stop it short. So... I don't know. I'm not sure exactly where those are going to sit. I don't know how much up travel I'm going to actually have on the thing. Or I don't, I guess up travel. Mm, no, I, I guess really the bump pad, I'm only concerned about that when it's either the, the axle is fully compressed on both ends. If the bump pads don't hit when it's flexed out, I'm less concerned about that because the, the air bumps are not really. <laughs> they may benefit you in some ways if you when you're flexing, but I feel like more often than not that's gonna push it away from being where it should be if you set that up for the articulation 
I'd rather have that be for when the front end drops onto the axle in a relatively smooth, or when it's on relatively level ground, so it just keeps everything from smashing into the bottom, right? So I'm not sure. I got to do a little bit of uh, tweaking on that. That's why I haven't done them yet, because I don't know where they're going to sit. I don't know how I want them to behave when I uh, have it flexed out at full compression and whatnot. So that's all to come once I have the links, the last link on, and I have the uh, uh, the jack stands moved. That's been the biggest uh, hurdle right now is I have to move the thing, which has been sitting in that same spot on those jack stands for uh, like two months at this point mm -hmm. as we go through random other shit and pull it all apart. And now, I mean, we tried to do like a kind of half-assed move. I tried to just grab the the bumper with the engine crane, pick it up, see if we get enough weight off of it to move them back. We couldn't. It was just teetering back, but it wasn't pulling. And the crane just, uh, I don't know if the crane's right. It probably is, but it just seems sketchy. And there's just a lot of ways it could have gone worse. So we got to get the jacks and jack up the back and uh, relocate them. Shouldn't be too, too hard, but it's probably a two-man operation. I don't know if I want to do that by myself, uh, especially with when Jacob's usually there. So we'll see how that gets sorted out. I still have plenty of wiring to do. Like I said, the battery is going behind the passenger seat um, just to get it out of the engine bay. I got a bunch of uh, welding wire that I'm going to run um, to move that. I've got a switch. I've got a kill switch that I'm going to wire in somewhere. Uh, bus bars and whatnot. It's just a lot of tedious work to get that sorted. Um, but once once the coilovers are in, it's really just putting it back together, doing you know superficial tube work that I don't really need but would like to have, um, and and then it's just get all that buttoned Feeling up it. as best I can, flipping it around. Yanking the gas tank, probably just going to strap the gas tank in the back for now and vent it out and push the axle back with some, uh, I'm just going to build a, I could do the, I don't, I say I could, but I definitely don't have, uh, I don't know if their lead time's any good. Iron Man 4x4 makes a um, extension bracket that pushes the leaf spring back. It's actually yep. it's a pretty nice bracket. I've I've seen them before. I debated them buying them buying them way back when, but I never did. And I'm probably just gonna put a spacer in there that moves it back oh. about three inches. On that note, just give him a phone call. Andy. Yeah, but I have I have plate, and I can cut things and I can weld yeah, things. Yeah, but you could save yourself some time while you're buttoning up the front and have a pre-built solution for the rear, because uh, you got 20 days, bud. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't know. That's I still have to rebuild the traction bar when I do that. There's just a couple things that that is it's nothing simple on it anymore. Everything takes fucking forever because there's about six things you touch every time you change anything else. So and I this feel is, that the the front's gonna make it so much worse. I'm I don't have any uh <laughs> I don't have tube clamps and I can't buy or I might be able to buy tube clamps, but I don't have um. Uh, I'm running out of time. I'm welding that top bar in, so I think Collins is Collins in the same boat. He doesn't have tube clamps on the thing, so if he needs to do any motor work, he's got to cut that thing out and put the tube yep. clamps in afterwards. And I'm basically following suit. And I, 
I kind of made fun of him initially for it because, like, come on, it's like, you know, a hundred bucks to get the tube clamps, and it takes you two seconds to cut the tube. But I completely understand, you know, why, why, why cut that one corner? Like, my motor never needs to come out. I never have to, other than oh, this time. Knock on wood, buddy. Knock on wood. Uh, okay, now well, it's, now you're tempted. Yeah, hey. that that tube's a sawzall cut away from coming out, and the whole drivetrain can yank right out of the thing. I'll cut all the <laughs> tube off if I have to. Um, but yeah, it's it's really. There's a lot to do still, but I think I think I'll be good time-wise. I I was telling Luke it may be close, but uh, it might not be close too. I mean, it's I'm trying to get out uh, on the seventh. We've got that run that's actually really close to me, so it'd be nice to get it done by May seventh, so I could get out, do some testing, any final little shit that needs to get done, do that then. And then, and then off to Tennessee it goes. Oh, I still need to find somebody to charge by coilovers too, or I have to buy the crap to do it. I'd prefer to just find somebody semi-local who can charge them up. I don't know who that. I gotta make some um, messenger have you calls. The, but... If you wanted to do it like at the last moment, hit up uh, the Trail Trash Boys because I'm sure that between Brad, uh, Dwight. Well, see, the, if I'm going John to test AC. it beforehand. I'd, I'd like to charge them beforehand. Also, I don't really want to put it on a trailer with no. Uh, yeah, that would suck. That don't would do that. That would literally destroy the coil coilovers if I drove yeah. them eighteen hours without any fucking air in them or any nitrogen in them. Well, if you put it on a trailer, I don't think it would. No, Even that's worse. actually it'd, it'd be, be worse. Compressed and yeah, like that's Why what we used to do with your suspension your works harder on a fucking trailer than it does if you're driving it oh, on the true. road. If you watch Maybe. those things fucking bobblehead around in the back? You're drag the axes are there and the body's flying around. It's 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 a different yeah, it's dynamic. Fine. I don't I'm not sure if it's and Colin's coilovers are always all fucked up when he gets it on the trailer. I don't know if you noticed that when we were at Roush yeah. last, but like it was sitting weird. Like it just it's like, I mean that might have been because it was low on fluid, but I mean it, it's it's tough on them. It's I don't know if maybe I saying it's tougher Maybe saying it's tougher to put it on a trailer than it is to drive it is a stretch, but I don't think it's any better for it, uh, so to speak. <laughs> I guess the, the only way to be really nice to it is just let it sit on jack stands and the coilovers in a box, but... Um... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So... No, just just hit up one of the guys. Somebody somebody would definitely be able to guide you in the right direction. Yeah, so I wouldn't. Uh, I got a, I got a couple much. people that I uh I may hit up, but I'm not quite there yet. I don't want to be like, hey, I need you to charge my coilovers, uh, and and not have it ready to, for them to be charged. So I'm gonna wait till they're in, and I'm happy with it, and then either bring them to somebody, charge them up, or uh have them swing by if they're close enough. I don't know. Mm -hmm. We'll figure it out. I was scared there for a minute though. Last week was like. If I didn't have the axle where it is now, um, be because of all the work I did last week, I I did a ton of work last week to get it where it is. I I would feel less comfortable than I am currently. I'm excited for it. I'm definitely excited to see what comes of it. It's gonna be fucking it. wide. <laughs> like me and Jacob were looking at the axle, uh, sitting underneath there, and it's not centered yet, but like we can picture where it's gonna be. And I've seen pictures of uh of of John's Jeep after they finished the Super Duty, and I think they've got a similar 
wheel setup, and the tire is like totally outside of the fucking fender. <laughs> and the, my Wait, back, the whole tire? Pretty much. Look at a picture of John's Jeep. Oh boy, that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, Four I don't know if I wider. like that. I may have to go back to the, the Super Duty Steelers. It's going to be two inches wider than mine. Uh, and then add in the no, but I'm not using the super duties. I'm using the bit, but yeah. it's a higher backspace wheel to begin with, so it's uh, it might be close if not all the way outside. No, I guess if you're right and it's only two inches, they should have some tire underneath the fender. It's, Holy uh, shit, you're right. It is like all it's the fucking way out. wide. Oh my god. And I don't have spacers to make the back match, so it's either going to be... I have to find spacers that'll fit the back, because I know those spacers that I have, Luke, don't fit. Unless I gave them to you, I don't remember. You gave them to me, and I had to machine them to fit. Okay, so I don't have spacers anymore, so good to know. <laughs> I'll have to find some spacers. I need uh, to actually buy rims so I can get those off of the Jeep. But why I did, why what did you need spacers in the back? Coilovers. Oh, was that just for the coilovers? Okay. Yeah, it just kisses the coilovers, and I'm not cool with that. Yeah, just get some different backspaced wheels, uh, and you'll be fine. Literally, like the hell the if you just get the the Battleborn beadlocks or whatever that other you know the cheap steely beadlocks like it, honestly it, it fits pretty well. It, it sits a little further I'm, up. I'm gonna be brutally honest here. Uh, it's getting a set of, like, uh, Krager D windows with two layers of Gorilla Tape on the fucking beads, and it's getting sent. <laughs> um, no beadlocks? Not... I guess you haven't really had any bead issues. I don't know. I've had some bead issues, but the reason being is right now we're in the process of shopping for houses and shit like that and i feel like if i'm gonna go beadlock i'm gonna want to go sticky if i'm gonna want to go sticky i'm gonna buy a set of stickies and that whole it's a really terrible uh thing chris yelled at me for it when we were in the last podcast about how i have a 1310 on a dana 60 because i just haven't felt like upgrading anything up there and it just kind of works so i've left it alone uh same situations going on here i only yeah. have one problem and that's that the rear tire rubs the coil over with steel or with the factory steelies and the factory steely backspacing um i just want to fix that the cheapest and simplest way possible because i don't need to go and re-engineer the wheel I need to go and spend time in the rig. Yeah, that's understandable. For yeah, sure. You'll, you'll start blowing more beads if you actually drive it more than once a year. I'm just going to say, you know, I moved last year. And uh, the year before that, I was probably the second most active member of Backyard Built. So I don't want to hear it. Okay. Mm, okay. I was maybe. at like every fucking run. <laughs> Yeah, I'd say so, actually. Now I'm thinking back. Yeah, you're right. You were there. For the most part, we all were. Yeah, that was a good year. That was probably our best best last year. Honestly. Best last year? Compar last best year. I'm dyslexic. What, what, Fuck what, you. <laughs> okay? Fuck well, you. Well, listen. It doesn't have to be the last best year if you make this year better, Cody. <laughs> I'm trying, asshole. And you filled your tires with air. That's a start. Hey, now. Uh, 
that's it. That is a start. It was a motivation to actually get it going. But 2021 was also just like a fucking rough year for everyone. Yeah, it was everything. a fucking year. I mean, yeah, I was we wheeled a lot <laughs> in we the beginning. Did, yeah, but it, it did kind of taper out in the middle. Um, because mm-hmm. uh, we got close to Badlands, then we got close to Roush, so it kind of got rough. Yeah, and I think that's something we got to be a little. I think we've already kind of started um, paying attention to that. Is a lot of our local trips suffered because of the planning for the larger trips, and I don't think that should be the case. It does suck when, you know, five of the fairly active members all go to some place uh, for a week, and yep. you know, the people who who are a part of the club and don't do that. Which is perfectly fine. There's plenty of shit to do, and you could spend your money better, money better ways, I'm sure, uh, than mm-hmm. than spending all the gas money to travel, especially right now. But uh, I think we got to just be better about doing the monthly club runs, and you know, just trying to keep a schedule to that. I think. Ah, eh, fuck them. Uh, you say that, but <laughs> that's like how I got started and how I got hooked. No, just I, like, I'm like the teasing, monthly shit. I drive my shit box out. It's thirty fives and it's death wobble. Uh, like, I didn't care. Like, we'd go to Harris Mountain or Ma Bell, and it, the thing would be basically undrivable, and I'd end up take you know, normally from uh, Ma Bell, Harris Mountain, for me, it's like two and a half hours. From Harris Mountain, it's actually a little shorter. It's like two hours. I remember mm-hmm. I was coming home from Harris Mountain or someplace, and I had death wobble that was so bad. I had to call Colin. I was like, I'm getting off the highway. I'm taking 27 the entire way home, and it took me six fucking hours to drive home. <laughs> oh my! <laughs> because God. the 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 um uh the tie rod end for the Pitman arm, the nut stripped out, so it would not tighten. It wouldn't fall off, but it would not stay tight. So I just had to baby the fucker home, uh, going like 30. And I still look like a fucking asshole because there's some roads that are faster than I was like, yeah, I'm not going any faster. I'm sorry. <laughs> now, was this when you were in Waltham or when you were in Salem? Oh, this is when I was, uh, I was in, I was back in, this is way, way back. I was still in, in oh, Marblehead. Okay. Mar- oh my God. Salem, okay. Marble, the same deal. Yeah. But I like, yeah, I literally good. had to go from 90, I think 27 snakes next to 90. Then it goes underneath 90, uh, and fo- kind of follows 95 all the way home. It was miserable. That sucks. Yeah, I was tired. Oh my god, that was Harris Mountain we were at that day. I was gonna say, especially after wheeling two all day, then having to make a trip yeah. like that home. Fuck. Yeah, but you know, I I had no issue with that. I'd 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 do it again. Maybe not under that specific circumstance. Like it wouldn't happen that way again. But if I fucked something up to the point where, and I didn't have a trailer, and you know, granted, I've I've matured a lot and i just still don't have a trailer but we're getting there um (laughs) (laughs) like i'm not gonna let not having all that fancy bullshit keep me from doing things i want to do and you know i I don't know no i don't think we started talking about this in the podcast but uh my method of getting to tennessee is still to be determined Uh, there are a couple things that could happen. There's a really good answer that the one person just hasn't answered yes or no to yet. That's well, I haven't asked of... him. <laughs> I did. Oh, you I did? did? Yeah, I, he's, uh, he said he just has to still figure it out. Yeah, and see, I if he if if he says no, 
I'm totally fine with that. He's not yeah. obligated to take my shit with his, with his, and that's fine. I'll drive the fucking thing if I have to. I'll bring just my work computer. If I blow it up, I'll be like, Luke, I'm sorry. I'm staying at your house for a week, and I'm going <laughs> to fix my Jeep. <laughs> and if that's not okay, then I'll figure it out. And if it breaks on the way back, then we could at least sleep in a camper in the Walmart parking lot instead of in the back of a cab. So yeah, yeah. at least and we I have mean, that. <laughs> the chance of it breaking on the drive down or the drive back is is low. Any breakage that I have on that thing doing normal road driving is something that I can generally compensate for. Uh, my biggest concern would be like something catastrophic uh, at AOP that would cause it to just not be drivable without some serious well, work on the way back but so worst case scenario right like if my rig's broken and it's much more minor we uh fix up my rig real quick whatever it is you know like blown brake line yada yada i drive the jeep to work i leave you the keys to the pickup truck and you go parts running in the fourth. <laughs> there you go man yeah so yeah this this i don't know i still think that would be the it wouldn't be responsible but it would be fun I I miss driving the piece of shit, and it's gonna drive. Hopefully, it's gonna drive nice as hell once I'm done with it. So I don't know. We'll see. And then I've also got the truck, which I still don't trust, which we've talked about before. And I'd need to start, find a trailer, which is a whole nother unknown. You know, I've got a truck that's new to me that occasionally has problems, uh, little problems, but still problems. And I'd have a trailer that I know nothing about. Um, yeah. So I don't know. At least. If I just drive the Jeep down, it's the devil I know. I just spent fucking four Sometimes months the building the devil you know is better than the devil you don't. Yeah, so I don't know. It'll be fun, regardless of what the answer is. I'm excited for it. I'm definitely excited for it. Now, whatever whatever happens. It's going to be wild. Oh, yeah. I, I look forward to hearing about the trials and tribulations of your trip. Yeah, it's I'm hoping... I'm I'm hoping to be able to do um some live streams and shit while we're wheeling like do some like make sure I'm definitely gonna be Instagram storing like the whole entire way down like that's happening it'll most likely be like Caitlin driving the RV then be like dancing are oh, you gonna let Caitlin while, like, drive the fucking art. bus oh, okay well let's I'll just hold on let me just I'll explain the whole situation so pretty you trust much trust her with your house on wheels. I don't know. I don't know. Well, if if your rig's on JB's trailer, which is a potential idea too, then we'll have three of us to drive it. So it'll be great. We're shot. We're well, no, no, no. If, if JB takes my my Jeep, I'm riding with him, and I'm paying half his gas. Lame. There you go. But uh, Lame. or fuel, I guess it's a diesel. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, oh, yeah, it's um. I don't what know. We'll see. Okay, what? pretty much. It's it's cheaper than trying to get a train or a plane ride down there, and there's roadside assistance, and there's a camper site down there that you hook up with water and electricity. So yeah, if we can drive a nine hundred miles to then be able to take a shower and sleep in AC after wheeling all day, fuck yeah, I'm doing it. It really is not that price either. No, it's a hundred bucks a day. We had like 50, well, it's, it's 30, 30 cents per mile, which is what it is. So that ain't bad, bro. That ain't bad. It was 15 and then I missed that, but we're not going to tell Caitlin that I missed that deal. Oh, it's fine. There was a deal and you missed it. Now it's more. Yeah. Well, because she was like, it was, I think it was a, I think it was a sales ploy that like, they're just like, oh, well, if you book today, you could get this deal. 
And I was like, well, I'll just call you back tomorrow. No, we can't. We can't promise you that it's going to be there tomorrow. Oh, those fuckers. Yeah. yeah those so they just arbitrarily like, raise it because you don't buy it right then and there. Yeah. Especially because, like, I had just called just to kind of, like, ask prices and hadn't talked to Caitlin yet. Hadn't talked to anybody else yet. I was <laughs> You're like, listen, I can't commit to a camper yet. Yeah. Which is a crazy thing. Tell me why the two to three person camper costs double what the eight person camper costs. Because it's way harder Demand. to find eight people than it is to find three people. I guess so, but like when I first was I mean, I guess still, if you have three people, you're like, okay, fuck it, we're paying for the big RV. You're gonna have to sleep really far away from everybody. Uh, oh yeah, like I'm, and I'm excited too because if we have six of us in there and it sleeps eight, everybody's sleeping comfortably. There's no way we don't, honestly. Yep. And you know, we could take a fucking shower. Holy shit, that'll be cool. That'll be fucking dope. I, I, so I'm just not. Gonna... <laughs> Is it a trailer or an actual RV? It's an RV, like a driving RV. It's like a yeah. yeah it's, I, it's a tenement. I keep wheels. calling it a camper, but it's not a camper. It's a it's an RV. Um. Well, yeah. Why would I buy an R? Why would I rent a fucking camper when my trucks are gonna get six miles to the gallon? Fuck that thing. I'm throwing <laughs> the jeep down. Yeah, six. Like, RV is just a much. I mean, I'm sure there's some logistical uh differences. Differences, but uh. Uh, RV just seems like more fun than a camper. You can walk around. Oh yeah. RV. Like it, it's just a. It's there are no rules with an RV. Dude, I'm gonna be hanging out <laughs> the fucking door, and taking a sick roller shop. You guys go down the highway as Caitlin's ripping this <laughs> cocksucker. I'm just gonna be like <laughs> laying down out the fucking window, just like, oh yeah, Graham, a little faster. <laughs> yeah, go, buddy. That's sick. That's a good Instagram shot right there, my guy. <laughs> kind of sounded like you were shooting a porno, but no. <laughs> like, oh yeah buddy that's a good spot yeah there you go <laughs> oh man welcome back luke you have any hey, buddy on the uh on the new porno just a <laughs> <laughs> oh, look of disgust <laughs> stop uh, being judgy yeah, the title right, will be you. the road to the meet and beat yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what it takes to get to the meeting. Most... <laughs> uh, oh shit! I, I I don't have words to describe what I walk back into, so I'm just gonna sip my beer loudly. It's not very loud, buddy. Yeah, I couldn't even hear it. I yeah, can't yeah. help that the Discord uh, decided to uh, remove the um, the noises. So you know, whatever. Don't sip water loudly for aesthetic. It's <laughs> we are dying. like the worst podcast Woo! host that I think anyone's ever heard of. But hey, no, no, people no. have heard of us. We could be the. Uh... No, I'm not gonna say it. <laughs> <laughs> Did somebody say hour long conversation? <laughs> Richie knows what I'm talking about now. <laughs> oh shit. Um, well, does anybody else have anything gonna, to add? To, yeah, actually, I, I do. Um, what do you want to add? So, let's see. We've got truck problems that I can talk about, which aren't particularly interesting, but they're getting fixed soon. Um, the Jeep that I've been working on, the work I've been doing on my Jeep, What what what's the first topic you want to hit? Uh, well, the only Fords I care about are the Fords that are in junkyards that the axles are under Jeeps. So, uh, let's start with the Jeep. Uh, which one? I don't know, any of them. So my buddy bought, 
Huh? No, not mine. Oh. Uh, buddy of mine bought a Jeep, and it was uh, special, is how I'm going to put it. Um, he bought it. He paid a reasonable price, like three grand, totally rust free, um, which down here is surprisingly cheap for them. And it came with a rough country lift on 33s, uh, solid floor pans, uh, needed like a muffler, a couple of things like that. But I've been teaching this kid how to work on a car, working on it. So we did like uh, the front U-joints, which by the way, on a 94 are 260s. They are not 760s. That was a fun lesson to learn. Hmm. Um... Rebled the brakes, did the brakes on that, and then um, it's got a rough country track bar, but not like even the good one, like the shitty one on it, where the threads are stripped out. So I had to weld the jam nut onto the track bar and weld the threads on the jam nut just to make sure it's not going to move because someone attacked it with a pipe wrench. Um... Did a ZJ steering upgrade on it, so that's quality. New unit bearings up front, so that was decent. And then we're having a lot of fun rebuilding the A-pillar because the door ripped off. Hmm. The door ripped off? How? Two-door. Or not two-door, four-door, but old-style hinges where they're directly welded to the body with the nut, or without the reinforcement for the door. Um. So, they attempted to fix it, and they butchered it, and now we have a plate. Uh, our buddy Craig from Connecticut hooked us up with a new uh, hinge to replace the one that was mutilated on it, and I'm going to be welding that up this weekend. Um, on my Jeep, I've got the fittings to correct the hydro steering hoses angle, and I'm really excited for that because I really want that fixed before I drive it around a lot. Uh, they're just rubbing on the engine block and I don't like it. And, um, let's see, we, uh rebled the brakes in it because I wasn't quite happy. The pedal felt a little spongy, but now it feels really good again. And it's been slowly coming back to life. Uh, I went to fix the steering issues and that did not go well for me. I got an under the knuckle replacement tie rod end set, which is totally different than the over the knuckle for the one that actually matters that's bent. And that's Lovely. where I'm at. Um, truck's going in for a manifold and an air bubble in the ABS module that I can't get to purge out. So I figure that, uh, while it's in there for the manifold and the AC service, I might as well have them just vacuum bleed the brakes. Sounds That's nice. all I got to add to that. But, you know, I've been being a little bit more busy with Jeep related stuff lately. I'm trying to get this kid ready, so he's not going to come to the meet and beat, but he wants to go run some of the more uh, gentle stuff like Teleco and um, the easier trails at AOP one of these days, so I'm getting his Jeep ready to do that, and I figure I'll just drive my Jeep over there. Oh yeah, that'd be fucking sweet. You better 
video that because I want to see his reactions doing shit. He's he's actually got a pretty good idea for it now. Um, he, he says that, but I'm I'm skeptical. So Optimistic, skeptical. So am I, but I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna see if Morgan's coming to the meet and beat because right now she's unsure as to what she wants to do. Tell her she can go for a night ride. No, I'm, I'm taking that up. seat. I'm in there. <laughs> Let's go. If it ends up being just me, I might invite this kid to come and ride passenger. Unless okay. Kish is going to hop in and fly down. Well, to uh, be we... fair, the... Well, actually, I mean, I don't care because I'll hop in with fucking anybody. I'll hop in with a random. I couldn't care less. But I just had to get one solid seat for Kate, and I'm good. <laughs> the only thing I'm going to say is... I enjoy riding passenger on the night ride more than I enjoy driving. Yeah. I, don't I know. might see if I can badger uh, either Brad or Dwight into letting me ride passenger for that. Because I want to uh, enjoy myself. Uh, you mean by indulging in drinks? Good, sir. Uh, <laughs> you going to try the tippy cow, my guy? I'm going to try the tippy cow and uh, try and be the film guy if I can. I uh, I won't be doing that if I'm taking my rig out because I'm just not going to like flop my rig doing something stupid on a blue trail because I decided to drink and drive. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a, yeah. that's a fair idea. You know, I can be cool during the day and lame at night. I'm okay with that. There you go. Sounds um, exciting. And that's all I got to add. Hell yeah. Alright, well Luke, give us a cool animal fact, pussy. <laughs> <laughs> What's your favorite no, tire? I really, I really nah. wasn't um, actually expecting this one, so uh, give me oh, a Oh no, here. you're give expecting it now. Yeah, um, yep. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Mm -hmm. I can actually, hold on one second. I was, I've got one for you. Alright, give it to us. Uh, Cottonmouths are a major problem down here, as well as copperheads for killing family pets around watershed areas. So there's actually companies that are offering rewards for killing them on their property. That's pretty exciting. Am I only talking to you in one ear right now? No, you're talking through both. You're just uh, I have to do it on... Close. <laughs> Dang it. I'm going to have to do this on Audacity so that way I can actually talk to people in their right and left ears right now. That'll be a little weird, huh? I mean, it's definitely biased <laughs> towards one or the other, but... Uh, yeah. So, Luke, to, to counter your, your animal fact here, uh, how, which one wins in a fight, a copperhead or a raccoon? My money's on the raccoon. I was uh, going to say... Uh, well, they're little assholes, so I'm going to bet on the asshole over the dickhead. Hmm. I don't know. Uh, usually, I think the dickhead wins in that fight. <laughs> <laughs> you would be the resident pegging expert, so hey, I'll, I'll, I thought we were past this. I thought we were adults. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> you open yourself up for that one. My <laughs> asshole has never opened up to that one, okay? It is never open. <laughs> well, so I have a fact. Okay, give it to us. <laughs> Oh, he can't even contain himself. God damn it, so, Kish. You're like 
Are you going to keep blue ballsing us with this, or are you going to give us an actual animal fact? I mean, come uh, on, man. Well, calling it an animal fact, I think, would be a little bit rude. But, so, the thing of witches riding broomsticks apparently started from back in medieval times. Women would put hallucinogenic drugs on broomsticks and then stick it up them. What? <laughs> what did he say? <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, a broomstick uh, is a good shape. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> hey, oh baby, that's a that's a new one. Step broom. What are you doing? <laughs> Step broom. <laughs> oh man, I, I keep oh, going. Shit. All kinds of weird fucking facts. Just for the podcast. <laughs> okay. Jesus. Did you guys you know, know that the original vacuum cleaner was a horse drawn? One of the earliest known vacuum cleaners was so large that it had to be hauled from house to house via a horse drawn carriage. Its giant hoses were popped through the windows of customers and gas powered motor generated the suction that pulled the dirt and debris into a gas glass container where onlookers could gawk at the volume of filth coming from their neighbors homes how fucking wild is that <laughs> the community vacuum cleaner <laughs> no that's somebody just called my ex-girlfriend all right jeez you don't have to talk about the podcast. <laughs> hey hey that's my ex-girlfriend too god dang it graham <laughs> oh jesus well now so that we're on, at the end this can devolve into whatever uh-uh no we're not on that note yet luke <laughs> so luke tell us tell us a little bit about yourself what's your favorite color um i enjoy a nice uh light blue a light blue okay and your favorite number um i actually have two eight and five Okay, okay. And the age that you first rode a two-wheeled bike? Six. Okay, six. Wow, okay, a little late. Okay, late bloomer. Yeah, add that down. Right. Uh, it, go it comes with the specialness, yes. All right, and the your math grade for ninth grade, what did you get? Uh, math? math was actually one of my better subjects because I could just not care about the class and still do well on the test. So I actually got a uh, B plus because I never applied myself in school. Yeah, okay, good answer. Good job. answer. Good answer. Yep, clap it, clap it around. You know, do a little clap. Oh, uh, Discord doesn't like claps. It's fine. All right, so your uh, your middle name's Andrew. <laughs> no nope oh man i'm bad at this we'll get, we'll come back to this one we'll come back to this one all right all right Luke? anything else or you want no me no that's it else? i'm all set with that one okay security number what's up social security number oh yep yep write that one down we need um, that one last four digits Zero, please. six nine four twenty Eight. Oh, today's 420. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered. Happy 420, motherfuckers. <laughs> this Happy one went up in smoke. <laughs> That's terrible. Um, you know. You know why? I don't. Why are Honda pilots a thing? Not pilots. What are those ridge ridge lines? Ridgebacks? What are the no, fucking pilots are the Honda ones? God, those things. I mean, are the pilots are equally ugly. as ugly, but isn't the pilot the van? No, it's the like pilot the SUV. is like the... it used to be square, yeah. but now it looks like a SUV. That's fucking gross. They're like the Ford Escape Sports. 
Who the fuck thought that was a good idea? Someone at Ford that railed a bunch of cocaine and needed a reason to keep their job. No, I think he railed dudes. I don't <laughs> think he did cocaine. I, I think I think there's uh, a, a no one said that those were mutually exclusive. That's true. I think he was on a straight butthole diet though. I think that guy was just the worst. Um Oh hey Cody. Um yep. so what is your in name or in game video game name? Ass eating season. Alright. Um Tis the what season video games are you uh particularly playing these days these days it's been a escape from tarkov uh i've been playing some snow runner which speaking of which let us know if you guys would be interested in watching the four of us play like mud runner or snow runner or something because i think that would be a fun stream you have a streaming service set up for that so if there is interest we could do that and uh depending on the volume available on the servers we might even be able to get people on Oh, uh, so if we did Mud Runner, it'd only be four, but I think Snow Runner is somewhere in the realm of six. I think it's eight. Eight or six? Uh, Richie's played with more than we have for Snow Runner. What's the uh, max, Richie? Never done multiplayer. Oh, no shit. All right. Well, that's something that we can venture down. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much been it lately. Is, uh, that. Can you explain the fetish for girls that have been struck by lightning? Oh my fucking! Whoever started that, dude. Okay, I'm sorry. That was me. I was listening to the last. Caitlin randomly texts me and goes, "So you have a fetish for girls who got struck by lightning?" And I literally wrote back, "I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about?" I knew you sounded pissed. Oh yeah, I was like, when you were were responding to that in the chat, I was like, "Uh oh, what did I do?" Dude, so I was. Oh no, no, no. Let me give you the context for why I said it because I don't think anybody has really given you a straight answer as to why. So Uh I was listening to seventy five. And you randomly brought up out of fucking nowhere that you saw a girl on oh, TikTok yeah, get TikTok. struck by lightning, and you were like, "That shit's fascinating." That people like you, people could just video themselves getting struck by lightning. I was like, "Who the fuck? Like, where did this even come from?" Because <laughs> that's fucking crazy. <laughs> so apparently, dude. you just got this interest in in girls filming themselves getting shocked by lightning. <laughs> no, I didn't search it up, you assholes. Okay, it's no, you randomly tic- found it, but then you yes. found me. You found it interesting enough to bring it up on the podcast, which I thought was hilarious. Just <laughs> why? No. I... <laughs> so that was cool, enough. and she's actually walking now, so good for her. But the girl who got <laughs> flung from her car from a rollover and then was hanging by the like telephone wire—that's crazier. I think that. that How are you? You're kid. not grounded though. How are you getting shocked by lightning? No, no, no. Well, no. So the one, or, the sorry, first girl, electricity. You're, you're just no, on a wire. She got burned. She got burned because her skin was flapped around it, and it was like, yeah. So. Oh, that, I can see how was, that could cause a problem. Yeah. But no, that was a different girl. But I think because I liked that one, that the TikTok one was like, oh, you like oh, yeah, the algorithm is like people? girls electricity. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what can we give this guy? <laughs> Give it all to him, and there was the only that was the only one that was kind of interesting that I felt like sharing. But yeah, yeah. so so it sounds like Cody, you have a shockingly painful pain in the ass kink. Uh, Dude, are you kink shaming now, man? The, Come uh, on, <laughs> Jesus, you guys are fucked. I'm going to get we new friends. Unfortunately, you're uh, stuck with us. You paid for the year subscription. <laughs> oh, but can, can I can I pay a fee to cancel the subscription? Is this like a gym membership? Is this how it works? Uh, you know, the fee is uh, four hundred twenty thousand sixty nine. 
Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, how would that work? 420,069. So you're missing 420,069. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So I could probably do like $42.60. Like how we How about we that? do like uh one of those um Oh, what the hell is it called? Um <laughs> It's not. It starts with an I, I think. It's the. It's Are you like trying to make payment. a dick joke right now? No, 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 like no. A dick joke. We're gonna be like, I owe you. Well, guess no, what? No. I, I know it is. But it, it's that stupid. Dude. It's that stupid. Uh, um, like payment plan service that every off-road uh oh, part has. Oh I forget what gosh. the hell it's called. Um. And oh my god, I know exactly what you're talking uh, about too. It's it's got. I can like picture the logo. Um. Oh. I'll pull it up in two seconds. Give me two seconds. Um, give me some random thing to buy off Rusty's off-road just because I had it here. Fenders. Yep. Uh, Cordova? No, there's like... It's uh, like I, I totally butchered it because I can't remember the I name, am? but... No. No. Oh, my God. What the fuck is the name of it? Oh, it's like it pretty much. I know what you mean. It's like a, in a Seven Slot Society made a sticker joke about it that was saying like... A firm, a firm, a firm, yeah, a firm, a firm, yeah, a firm you guys, four hundred and twenty thousand. Yeah, we'll put you on a payment plan. You know, uh, sixty months. Um, yep. You know, the, the payment will come out to. Uh, give me one second here to do the calculations here. That's like six thousand a month, I think. <laughs> That's still a <laughs> That's a lot of money. I think you know, I seven hundred dollars a month. <laughs> How much? Seven hundred dollars, roughly, oh. a month for sixty months. Uh, you know, we can push that out into like a ten-year plan. Um, okay, that'll be fine. Now, now, hear me out. What if I fake my death on YouTube? Do I still have to pay this? No, it's got to be TikTok, only... and it has to be. You have to be struck by lightning. It's the only way. And and okay. it has to be featured on the H three H three podcast. No, I hear they they don't do so good anymore. About it. I don't think they actually. No, do that's why. Else. That's why someone has. Oh, to tell okay. About sorry, it. I totally ruined that. Uh, um, okay, so what if I? Okay, so Unreal Engine Five just came out, so I could do a pretty good job of faking this. I mean, I heard that they got some pretty exciting lighting things. So, picture this: out in a field next to a sick camper. I mean, I mean, the dopest like rental camper you could find, because this is probably gonna happen. Out in a field, random lightning strike, Cody dead on the ground. Boom, money. That's money right there. I faked my death already. I'm gone. Well, See you're not making money. Yeah. You're just not losing money. And then we already know about this plan, so you, you're See. not going to get away with it. Fuck. Uh, if you, right. you fake Second your death, plan. we're chaining the coffin down. You're actually going to be dead. Fuck. <laughs> Dang uh, it. All right, we're going to have to come up with another plan. I'm going to come up with another mutilated. plan. Pay no mind to the thumping. It's just a symptom of the electrolysis. <laughs> yeah, his body's he's so he's a little extra twitchy because his muscles have been... Uh, <laughs> You know, stimulated to the point of just uh, a week later, yeah. and we can't explain why he's still kicking the coffin. But he's dead. He's specifically saying, "I'm not dead. Let me out, assholes." But that's just a side effect. It's fine. <laughs> oh Jesus. Well, I guess I guess it's time to say goodbye. And not in a bad way, but Jesus Christ, the devolve <laughs> I tried to devolve it, but like this is bad. <laughs> um our debauchery knows no limits and we have zero shame left. Go fuck yourself. <laughs>